Welcome to the Fleet Safety Geeks podcast, where we discuss the latest industry trends, best practices, and strategies for keeping your fleet and its drivers safe on the road. Whether you're a fleet manager, safety professional, or a driver yourself, our goal is to provide valuable insights and actionable tips to help you prevent accidents, protect lives, and promote a culture of safety within your organization. From vehicle maintenance and driver training to regulations and technology, we cover it all. Tune in every week as we explore the challenges and opportunities of fleet safety in today's fast-paced, ever-changing world. All right, welcome back to another episode of Fleet Safety Geeks. I'm here with Phil Mosier. I'm Bob Mossing. Phil, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Bob? I'm doing great. Good to see you. Yeah, it's um, uh, another break between our last episode, but um, you were at a conference, and I think you presented yeah, it was at the uh, it was a combination Fleet Forward Fleet Safety Conference out in uh, Santa Clara, uh, okay. California, uh, where the 49ers play boo because they're playing the Eagles this week. <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it was a good conference, over 500 uh, attendees, and uh, there were some really good topics that uh, you know, obviously, I was focused in on the uh, safety side of the conference. Uh, but there were some uh, some very good presentations. It was nice to be at a conference one that's once that didn't just focus on electric vehicles. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was uh, there was a, a large focus on safety and uh, yeah, enjoy it. So yeah, uh, myself and uh, uh, person I report to at Senior Health, Kristen Leary, we presented on uh, actually on personal safety. Okay, which is something I think that needs it. And we probably I think we did do a presentation on this or a, a, an episode on this once, Bob. We probably need to revisit that because uh, crime is really through the roof right now, yeah. and a lot of carjackings, a lot of vehicle thefts, a lot of vehicle break-ins, and we, yeah, at some point we need to cover that again. Let's do it. I think you have plenty of information for us. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, somebody told me that it was an amazing presentation. Oh wait, I think that was you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to brag. Uh, so no, it was. It was. I'll say it was well received. Uh, and again, I Good. think people were just kind of hungry for some uh, some new information, different information yeah. at these conferences. Yeah, uh, the same great. things to get rehashed. Yeah, you know. So uh, I was, I was glad that that was uh, as well received as it was. Yeah. Well, um, rehashing things is is okay in my opinion because um, especially around safety. Uh, because you can never talk about it enough. And one of the things we're going to talk about today is safety, fleet safety during the holiday seasons. Um, because the holidays come around every year, and I think it's important mm -hmm. that we talk about it. Uh, so we have uh, pretty good topics to talk about today to keep drivers safe uh, during the holiday season. Yeah. And between Christmas and New Year's, I think that, uh, you know, these. So I did uh, look up some things here and I have it on my phone. Uh, according to the, what I, the statistic I found is saying 9,300 9, people are killed annually due to drunk driving between Christmas and New Year's Day. That's, that's a one week period. More. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Right. You had another I mean, one that you that looked is, up. Um, how many people, how many fatalities actually in one day on Christmas Day too, right? Yeah, it was over. I did look that up. Let me look, find it here again. This is covering all the holidays here, so they even have like people who are blown up with fireworks. So, <laughs> talk about it's averages on Christmas Day. It averages right around three hundred, you know, on Christmas Day. Right, right. So, and we're not 
Yeah, we're not well, just focusing on Christmas. There's a lot of holidays around, um, um, you know, Christmas. Correct. Um, that whole holiday season seems to have um, a lot of distracted drivers, a lot of holiday parties, a lot of family uh, parties. Um, and, and any holiday day during the holiday season, um, drivers can be impacted by that. So we need to focus on, on keeping people safe, uh, making sure that you're responsible. If you go to a, a holiday party with your company or your family, make sure you have a designated driver or another way home or don't leave, right? Stay there, make plans to stay. Right. Yeah. And let's throw winter weather in on top of that. Of course. Yes. You know, <laughs> I mean, so there, there are any number of things that combine here that makes it uh, dangerous. So, yeah, I mean, so you want to get into it uh, and, and, and start talking about each one of these uh, issues, uh, which should it. not be issues, but they are. So let's talk about weather. So, um, I, I, and people have heard me say this on this podcast before. I, 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 there's a thing that I call SDA, which is seasonal driving amnesia. People forget that when, Hey, when it starts to snow, you're supposed to slow down, leave more time, give it, you know, a, a greater following distance. Don't go blasting in the curves and don't, you know, push down on the accelerator real hard or the brake real hard. They forget that, oh, yeah, the roads are slippery. I, the, the day I hate it working, and I've said this a number of times when I was on the police job, was the first snowfall, the first significant snowfall, because I knew there were going to be a lot of crashes because people had SDA. Um, so... As far as the skids and everything like that, there there are a number of different types of skids. There's a, uh, a front wheel plow that's called an understeer. An oversteer is where the back end slips out and, and comes around. And then there's the you know the, the typical hydroplane or the four wheel skid. And people say, well, I have anti lock brakes. I don't have a you know I wouldn't get into a four wheel skid. But what happens is when the road is really slippery, the anti lock brake is going to kick in pretty fast. And if you're plowing down on the brake. What happens is it goes to the skidding off, skidding off, skidding off, which is much better than just plowing out with a like a you know the old standard braking system where mm -hmm. you didn't have anti-lock. But it can really extend your stopping distance because it feels the skid so much faster. It's going to be on off on off on off, and so it's going to be it's going to extend your stopping distance. People think, oh, well, if I have anti-lock brakes, I can stop so much quicker. Not necessarily. It depends on the surface. Mm -hmm. And if you're on ice, nothing's going to stop you. Right. There are three ways to control. Steering, braking, accelerating. If you're on ice, you can't control any of those. If it gets that slippery or if it's really heavy snow, park the car. Don't yeah. drive. Make the decision to be smart. And I don't mean park along the shoulder of the road or now, if you're out somewhere and you're you have distance to get home, get a hotel. You know, I'd much rather have you do that. And I will say this: the company I work for, they'll say, "Hey, if it's bad and you have a long drive home, expense a hotel. Much rather have you do that than get involved in a serious wreck." You know, mm -hmm. uh, it's just just make the safety decision every time. You know, interestingly, there, um, my fleet is a service fleet. And I've told drivers that and they said, oh, OK, so we're going to tell my customer that um, I'm just going to stay at a hotel um, because the right. fleet guy said so. And I said, yes. And yeah, um, um, that's exactly right. Yeah. And, and you know, if anybody comes back and is in any kind of trouble, come to me and I'll tell them why we right. did that. That's, because, that's what I tell them as well. Yeah. Safety is more important than making that buck for the company. Revenue is uh, important. Our jobs are in the crash important. and are making it anyway. 
Right. They might not make it ever at all. Exactly. I mean, they might die. You know? Yeah. Or get right. in a wreck right. or off the road. Exactly. Or hurt somebody else. Right. You know? So, anyway. So, as far as the different types of skids, Bob, let's, let's talk about the uh, the understeer where the front end's playing out. What people do quite often is, you know, they'll turn the wheel and it doesn't turn. So, then they turn it more and it doesn't turn. Then they turn it more and it doesn't turn. And then if it regains traction, now they're going around in the loop. What you need to do there is you need to use what's called chop steering and focus your eyes on where you want to go. Let's say you're going down a ramp and you entered that ramp too fast. So now you're trying to turn, but it's plowing out towards the guardrail. If you focus on that guardrail, you're going to freeze. Look through the curve and use chop steering. It's like this real quick chopping motions, not, not extensive, just real quick chopping motions because it'll bite you off a little piece of that curve. It's, and then again, it's real easy for me to sit here and try and explain this, but that's probably probably your best thing. Ease off the gas, and if you can just do some quick stab braking, not, again, plowing down because you don't want to overload those front tires too much. My quick stab braking might drop your speed down a little bit, but top steering stab braking might get I just hit my microphone. I hope that's not too loud, but I'm doing my demo. I can't talk without using my hands, but that's the, that, that might get you, you know, walk you around that curve. Yeah. But the biggest thing here, and when I learned skid training, and I went through skid training, I was amazed that if I looked at the object I was heading towards, I hit it. If I looked away and looked where I wanted to go, I made the turn. Interesting. Use of your eyes here. Proper use of your eyes is very, very important. Look where you want to go. Okay. As far as an uh, an oversteer where the back end's coming around, this is one of the few instances in driving where your initial reaction is probably correct. So let's say your back end's coming around to your left, steer toward your left. Don't go chop it right back, but just gently steer back towards so that the front end aligns with the back end. But as soon as you get that front end aligned with the back end, bring the steering back to zero. Okay, bring it back to center. Right. Because what happens is if you don't, if you cut it over like that and you leave it hung out there now the back end's going to swing out the other way and that's where you get those fish tails so as soon as that comes back remember bring it back to center okay it's called recovery steering recover your steering okay so that's a real important thing and no break no break here okay because that's just going to again over it's going to be like a top where the front back end's going to spin around the front of the vehicle right right so no break and recover your steering okay as far as the four-wheel skid, again, uh, your anti-lock brakes are a good system. I see I'm a little unfocused here, but that's a better photo of me anyway, a better image of me. Um, <laughs> my camera is it's giving the viewers a better look of me. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Anyway. For, for those uh, just listening to the audio version, we have a video version as well. And every once in a while, Phil's camera just goes to blurry. And then he's got yeah, it because it, it it's like it's looking at me going, yeah, but anyway, uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so so and then as far as the four wheel skid and everything, again, Bob, there's the simplest way to avoid any of these skids is to slow down, give yourself a greater falling distance, you know, six to eight seconds on a, if it's starting to snow, and if it gets so bad that it's heavy snow or ice, you just need to stop driving. Yeah. So that's all good advice. And it's easier to practice in a controlled environment to learn those right. things. But I got to tell you, mm -hmm. every time when I'm on the road and there's some snow and I see someone lose control, it's panic. 
you know, they're yeah, claiming that, on that, the brakes. You have to stay calm, right? Right, right. And I, I do right, see Bob, that a lot. They panic out. They go, oh, no, you know, and, you right. know, just, you know, start grabbing the wheel like they're white knuckled and pounding down on the brake and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have a plan in your mind uh, before it happens. Yep. You know? Yeah. And you're right. Practice is the best thing. Yeah. So I'd love to go to a, 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 a skid uh, uh, site to learn yeah. some of that. It's fun. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. And if we could record yeah, it, it that would be really neat too. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we, we should record a session at a, you know, a skid panel with a the, skid car or something. Let's That'd think about fun. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. So we've, we've, the skidding is, is related to the weather, snow, ice. And if you're practicing skids, um, on the highway, probably a bad time because you know that this, the weather's bad. Maybe you shouldn't even be out there. Um, but it's good advice to learn how to, uh, uh, you know, right. do that if, if, if you encounter some bad weather all of a sudden, which can happen in, in our area. You know, this doesn't really affect too many people in California or, um, Florida, Florida yeah. or Texas, but I mean, it could happen anywhere with, you know, they still get snow, ice. It could still happen with rain. I it mean, those, happen those kids happen yeah. with rain. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, all, it's all applicable. Yeah. But, um, like we just had almost a foot of snow in Cleveland, lake effect snow instantly, you know, it was falling at two to three inches an hour and, um, the SDA came into effect. Not only did the warning say travel could be near impossible only go out if there's an emergency right everybody on the road went off the road <laughs> so all morning yeah. you know people were having to get um uh rescued off the road because they went off the road tons of crashes and oh, and we I didn't see. have the worst of it new york had two feet of snow from that lake right. effect event so you know i just hope people aren't out there trying to be heroes driving in bad weather um just don't do right. it right and, and keep, keep keep a check on the weather right i mean i know there are storms that blow up that people aren't expecting i've had it happen here and you know, i live mm-hmm. in pennsylvania and like it, that they didn't predict that we were going to get you know 12 inches of snow okay right. and, and, it, and it hit you you know unexpected okay that happens but most of the time if you just keep a check on the weather make the determination of am i going to work at home today or am i going to go out and drive mm-hmm. and think about what's it going to be like when i'm try- trying to get home so you can't just say, well, it's clear this morning, I'm going to drive out two hours now in my territory and I'll be okay. Well, getting out there, okay, but now what are you going to do when it's starting to snow and you're coming back? Right. Yeah. And all the other knuckleheads are out there, you know, rot sliding into you as well. And you may think that you're a good driver in the bad weather, but what about the other people? Yeah. And that's what you have to consider. So, um, yeah, just, just keep a check on the weather forecast, for goodness sakes. And, yeah, and, for and sure. same thing around the holidays, we'll just, you know, you know, well, I'm going to be traveling to my you know, to auntie's, uh, you know, house, which is two and a half hours away. Check the weather forecast. You know, you know, uh, family might be upset that you're going to be a little late, but it's better getting there late than not at all. Right, right, right. <clears throat> That's a good segue. I don't know if it's in order of what we want to talk about, but there's a lot of knuckleheads on the road. And I love your technical yeah. terms. Um, yeah. But <laughs> we need to navigate around these knuckleheads, don't we? What, what, talk about, um, stressful driving during the holiday season, shopping, yeah. getting stuff done, running errands. We need to navigate as fleet drivers around these people. And there's a lot more of them right. on the road. Talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. So there, there sure are a lot. I mean, and, and, and you, you are probably one of those stressed out because now not only do you have your work schedule and all the stuff that goes along with that, but now, and then, and then year end, right. So you have year end and you have to try and you, uh, you have certain goals or whatever. And, 
but uh, now you're out there along, uh, on the road with people who are also stressed and rushed and things like that. And around the shopping areas, you know, uh, so the schedule can increase exponentially and, 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 and that creates stress, which causes, causes distraction. So you got stressed out, crowded streets, you know, uh, and that's, that's dangerous. So, um, staying off the phone, staying focused on your driving, uh, building enough time into your schedule, be realistic. Don't get off of that. Right. You know, just because it's the holiday and you have 12 things to do instead of eight doesn't mean that that there's more time in the day. That's right. Keep it realistic. Yeah. Right. There's 24 hours in every day, whether that's around the holidays or not. And if you think, well, I can get 12 things done, done instead of eight because I have all these obligations that I have to get done for work or for family or for whatever. It's not going to work. Right. There are still just 24 hours in a day, no matter what your demand is. Okay. And plan realistically, I think is the word. Be realistic. You can only cram so much stuff, right? It's not, you know, and, and if you're having to rush around, and guess what? Rushing doesn't work. Yeah. If you're trying to speed and catch up and you because know, well, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. Guess what? The next traffic light, the next traffic jam, the next crash because somebody was rushing and wasn't paying attention, all that time that you tried to gain is lost. Right. It's not worth it. It's not worth the risk of being involved in a crash. So just be a real, realistic and watch out for those, you know, as you say, Bob, uh, technical terms, knuckleheads who are trying to get those 12 things done instead of eight. And there's still just 24 hours in the day. Right, right. And, you know, we already have enough angry drivers on the road today. Mm -hmm holiday season or not people are just angry out there <laughs> they're driving fast they're driving yeah. reckless they're 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 you know road rage is is, is more um, happening more often right now and during the holiday season with all that extra stressful driving maybe be a little bit more patient if somebody right. messed up and they're trying to merge in don't cut them off don't hold them back just just drop oh. back you know let them in no. and, and right. just let it go <laughs> Have a little Christmas cheer. Right. Well, don't yeah, and cheer. I, when I say Christmas cheer, I don't mean, you know, I mean, I mean you know, be cheerful. You know, I'm not saying like drink a little Jack and drive down the road. I'm saying, you know, I'm saying be, be nice. Yes. yes right. Yes. And I always say that when you're driving, you know what? Here's the thing. Be nice. Yeah. Be, you know, don't, don't, don't be the aggressive, nasty driver. Uh, I love that, Bob. Let them in. Right. Yeah. Just let them in. You know, what's it, what's it going to cost you? Nothing. Yeah. And but, now you have a driver who's more less stressed because you allowed them in rather than the driver who's angry and is behind you because you didn't let them in. You right. want that person behind you? Yeah. Just creates you know, more stress, more opportunities right. for crashes. And right. it takes me back to the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. You know, don't drive know, angry. <laughs> don't drive with the with the with the groundhog up on Ponsatani Hill. He's like, don't don't drive side of the eye, side of the eye. I love that scene, man. It's <laughs> a great shot. That is yeah. that is classic. It's like, don't drive angry. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. All right, I may have taken us a little off path there, but that was just a great segue with some of that. Okay. Um, what what else do we have uh, for for the holiday season driving? So you know, obviously, we're, we're we always talk about impairment, right? You got the parties, you got the parties, you know, the yeah. the, the, the family gatherings, the the the, uh, the work parties, and things like that. Obviously, uh, watch your uh, your uh, your consumption. 
and that's consumption of all things that can impair. Um, so uh, I love what you said uh, during our, I think our last podcast, you said, take an Uber, right? Take, take a, you know, and we're not telling one over the other, you know, Lyft, Uber, whatever, get a ride yeah. share yeah. to go there, right? Because if you take that to go there, you don't have a car you're not going to drive impaired because once you become impaired, you think you're okay to drive. I never had a drunk driver that I arrested that said that they were, you know, it was a good thing I got them. They said, oh, I'm, I'm fine. Let me, you know, I can drive. Just follow me home and things like that. I mean, right. that happened all the time, Bob, because in their mind, in their impaired mind, they thought that they were capable of safe driving. So you do have to make that arrangement prior. So why not if there's a, a family gathering or if there's a, you know, a work related to event, um, can you Uber it? Can you lift it? I mean, I think I'd rather have you do that because now I know that you're not going to be trying to drive home after you became impaired and you think you're okay. Right. That's where good people get into trouble. Yeah. They think they're okay. They're not. They're impaired and they're on the road and it causes thousands and thousands and thousands of deaths, deaths every year. Uh, there's no excuse. 9,300 between the week of Christmas and New Year's. You know, fatalities on the road due to um, um, drunk driving, impaired driving, you know, any kind of impairment. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. So, so make thing. a plan. I mean, what else is being served now, you know, right. with, yeah. with the normalization, normalization, legalization, people think I'm a broken record saying it, but I, I'm really concerned about the, all the edibles and things like that. So be careful about what you're eating. Yeah. You know, and be careful about what you're sparking up with. Yeah. You know, and, and I love it. And watch the contact highs. Yeah. Make a plan. If you know right. you're going to be going to somewhere where you're doing some of that, take right. an Uber or Lyft. I love that. You know, plan ahead yeah. and, and yeah. you know, don't put yourself in a bad position at the end of the night. So uh, yep. good advice. What else so, we got? Holiday travel. Holiday travel. So you have to drive, you know, and we talked about it briefly there, you know, driving to auntie's place. But, uh, you know, let's say you, you, you um, you get done work and you figure, well, I'm going to drive after work. Now you've put a whole day in and now you're going to drive for three hours. Is that a good idea? Again, I think you have to be a realistic here. I think one of the biggest uh, problems, the one, well, one, one of the problems, I should say one of the biggest, one of the biggest uh, problems that occurs is fatigue, right? People try and push through. Uh, and uh, man, I'll tell you, I've investigated too many of those. Yeah. You know, where I, I absolutely attribute it to uh, you know, a fatal crash to, to fatigue. Um, if you're feeling tired, well, listen, try to get enough rest beforehand, right? Seven, eight hours of sleep at least. Uh, and if you're driving and you start feeling tired, stop. Um, have scheduled stops, you know. So uh, my wife and I drive uh, to the beach in, uh, in, in the Panhandle of Florida every year and uh, I have, I know like where I'm stopping along the way, you know, but if I start feeling tired in between those stops, I'll stop. Never, ever, ever try to push through. And have, people have a tendency of once they're getting close to a destination, whether that be home or whether it be at their at, at aunties or whatever, they have a tendency of increasing their speed because now they're anxious to get there. Well, if you're on a familiar road, let's say you're getting home and you're on a familiar road, now you're, you're fatigued driving on a familiar road where it makes you more relaxed and you're at the, at the most fatigued and you're increasing your speed. So you got increased speed on familiar roads where you're relaxed when you're the most tired. 
And that's three things that really contribute to a lot of fatigue-related crashes. So um, really just be very, very careful with the holiday travel and, uh, and fatigue. And uh, again, check the weather forecast. Yeah. You know, check the weather forecast and make sure that you've built enough time for travel to and from. Yeah. Okay. That's... Yeah. And if you're fatigued already, you drove all day and now you have to go to a family's house and three hour drive. Um, you decide to drive home or whatever and you had a drink. I mean, you put a drink right. into a fatigue oh, driver, no. they're going to even be more fatigued. Even if there's it's the one fourth drink. one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even one drink, Bob, if you're feeling fatigued. Yeah. You're, that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So you've had, well, I only had one drink. Well, you're tired already. Right. Now you're going to drink a depressant. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know? Yeah. It, it, so. Alcohol's a downer. I mean, it, it, it's going to, it's going to make yeah. you even more tired. Um, yeah. And then the other uh, 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 substance that's becoming legal. Um, certainly that that's going to, um, Sorry about all the movie references, but what was the one with John Candy, the Canadian Bacon or something? Like, I don't know what Not it was. Canadian Bacon, yeah. I, I remember that was a weird. We were like pulled over <laughs> and it's like, oh, sorry, was I going too fast? And they're like, no, you were going 20. <laughs> yeah. Bob, most of the drunk drivers I arrested were going under the speed limit. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, seriously. They're going under the speed limit. Well, it's a fluctuation speed. But I mean, a lot of times they were doing like 20 and they're hugging the line, right? Because they're like so concentrated <laughs> on the line, trying not to wheeze so that the cops don't bother them. I wasn't speeding. Can you step out of the car, please? You know, I mean, they're falling down impaired. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, you know, but and I mean, I've had the ones that were doing, you know, uh, 80 miles per hour in a 35 zone also, sure. you know, I mean, I had yeah. those knuckleheads as well. But uh, a lot of the drunk drivers I arrested were actually under the speed limit. Right, right. Yeah. That's good to know. And 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 using a cell phone is like drunk driving. Um, one ex right. one example yeah. that we just experienced, my wife and I experienced, we were driving to Michigan for Thanksgiving. I wasn't fatigued, just totally rested, you know. But um, the 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 highway that we were on uh, leaving Cleveland was um, sixty miles an hour. Right, it's sixty, you know, in the city area. And the car in front of us it was a van. Um, it was going fifty, and it was in the the, the left lane right? Where everybody's trying to pass people. Um, I'm like, what is going on with this van? So I get into the right lane to look at the vehicle. It has a flat tire on the right front tire. It's going 50 in the passing lane. And I get up next to the person and they're on their cell phone. Unbelievable. <laughs> so like, and it, it was that person was acting like they were um, under the influence of something. All the same signs, same yeah. signs and symptoms. People on the phone, they 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 have all the same signs and symptoms as an impaired driver. They they tend to slow down. They because they're impaired. Go out of their lane. They are impaired. It, it's an yeah. impairment. Yeah, it is it's crazy, unbelievable, knucklehead. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one last thing I want to say. Uh, so to give our listeners some pointers, if you see somebody is going under the speed limit, if you see somebody who's weaving in with even within their own lane. You know, hitting the left line, hitting the right line, left line, right line. Uh, somebody hugging the line. You're using it as a guide. Somebody coming towards you with the high beams on. It's a classic sign of an impaired driver. Don't flick your headlights up on them. Just keep, in, keep them in your peripheral, but look up and beyond and uh, to the right if you can. But just keep them in your peripheral in case they come over. Um, just erratic braking, cutting corners short, cutting corners wide. 
not taking off at green lights or stop signs. These are all signs of impairment. If you see any of these things, get away from them. If you have a suspected impaired driver in front of you, keep them in front of you because if they're in front of you, they won't hit you. Right. We've so talked about that. Other I wanted to bring yeah. that up again, actually. Yeah. What is the best way to get away from somebody who seems to be impaired or is driving? Get them around. Like that? Don't speed past them. No. Right? It's going to happen while you're next to them or it's going to happen when they're behind you. Yeah. Right. Your next stop sign or red light, guess what? They're coming up behind you. Do you want that? Right. That's a good point. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, keep them keep them in front of you. They can't hit you if they're in front of you. Yeah. I like that. That's really good advice. Yeah. Um. In fact, one of uh, the guests that we've had on many times uh, from True Software, uh, uh, Obnoxious Phone <laughs> is one yeah. of them, but um, uh, they actually just put out on their LinkedIn page a survey question, and it's that exact question, like, what do you right. do, pass them or stay behind them? Um, and it was in reference to one of our episodes. I thought that was really neat. Mm. And cool. um, uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what the, uh, what the results are from that and what people yeah. think is the right thing to do. The right thing to do is, is keep them in front of you. I like that. Right. Yep. Right on. Yep. All right. Well, we're at, well, we're at 30 minute mark. Um, yeah, we are. Uh, it's always good to talk about uh, safety yeah. and, and you and I, when we get together, we, we tend to um, uh, talk a lot. Hopefully people yeah. like to listen, <laughs> but Either way, uh, it's, it's an important topic. The holiday travel season can be stressful. It can be dangerous, and we want to keep people safe. Um, get to your loved ones and, and don't become a statistic. And um, uh, have a great, safe, happy holiday. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. And uh, whatever you're celebrating, I wish you all the best. Just be well, be safe. Watch out for the knuckleheads. Watch out for the knuckleheads. I love it. All right, Bill. Well, thank you, and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, thanks, buddy. All right. I'll see you. Take care. Yeah, you too.